The Potoskiu Podcast is a proud member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. All right, everybody on the train, all aboard, you snooze, you lose. Buy my loot boxes. Not you. Get off the train. Don't let him on. Oh, okay. All right, listen here, Greenhorn. I'm going to teach you everything you need to know about how to conduct a podcast. First thing you need to know is never stay on topic ever. Uh, sir. What do you want? Uh, people are complaining about the Venom movie still. I don't care. Feed them Justice League or something. Get them off my back. Copy. But, sir, it says in the book that you need to stay on topic as a podcast. Screw the book, Greenhorn. The book was written by dinosaurs. Second thing you need to know is never report news that's not at least two or three weeks old. Uh, sir. What do you want? People are complaining about the Pokemon Go update. I don't care. Just... Gag them! Or something! Shut them up! On it. Uh, sir? What do you want, Greenhorn? I think the train might be going off the rails. That's exactly how we run this show. This is the Crazy Train of Thought podcast, brought to you by the Idiot Savants. Find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. www.crazytrainofthought.com To the Potterskew Podcast, I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero mate, Silent Rico. What's up, man? Nicely done. Nicely <laughs> done. I like it. Um, couldn't help myself, man, because guess what? I finally fucking saw. You saw Schindler's List? No, but I do need to see that. You saw Yentl. Catwoman, actually. Catwoman? Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about Catwoman for the next yeah. couple hours. Yeah, let's do that. Or let's not. Um, Think. Um, oh, dude. I, I. Well, all right. It's weird. I've watched it twice since I got it because I wanted to be well prepared. And I will tell you that the beginning, the beginning of it, I didn't like very much the first time I watched it. And by the end of it, I enjoyed it quite a bit. What but, do you consider the beginning? The whole, like, them going to court and, and the court, arresting? Actually, basically up until they meet... Oh, by the way, spoilers, people. This is, like, we don't usually put that out there, but, you know, this one's harder to see. So, massive yeah. fucking spoilers. Um, Up until where he meets Millie. Really? Yeah. So, that's, like, that's a good third of the film. Uh, Yeah, I guess it's the first act, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't think about it that way, but sure. So... Can I? I mean, why? I'm just yeah, and, and we're gonna get into some of this with our guests too. I'm sure because we do have a guest coming on. But like, some of it felt really contrived. A lot of it felt really forced. Um, you know, I, I, I can understand that. I, I think he, I think someone. I don't remember who it was. It may have just been a fan, or it may have been Kevin himself. It was the most obviously joked, not in a bad way, but the most obviously joked self-referencing Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith film. He's in this movie more than he's been in in any other movie he's ever been in. And this is the second one he started, in, I think. Well, I mean, I think, I mean, well, here's the thing. There's though, a lot of Kevin Smith in... There's a lot of Kevin Smith in Strike Back, but there is double Kevin Smith 
in this one. Well, no, but see, that's the thing. So I, and maybe let me put it this way, and then maybe you'll understand my reference a little better. And I think you get it anyway. But there's a there's no Kevin Smith in Strike Back. There's a right. whole lot of Kevin Smith in reboot. Yeah, like I said, I think I, I do agree with what you're saying. I do think some of the jokes, like there's the there's the part where Holden is at, or or even better when when Loki. Yes, is that make, was is just making nothing un- but Yeah, it's unnecessary. It's completely it's unnecessary. I mean, it's but but it's uh, funny. It's actually for me one of the highlights of the first third. That you part. Text- you is, texted it to me. You were like, "Dude, fucking Matt Damon is like, uh, is uh, is the bomb." You know, you would have was just you know like an old reference to Affleck's the bomb and Phantom Zio. You know, like, right? Yeah. But uh, honestly, I agree that the them getting arrested at the beginning was like, all right. And then I felt like some of the cameos didn't give much as much of an oomph. As they probably should have. Like, I'm not even talking about the cameos, though. I'm talking about little uh, shit, like the fact that Jay's pubes are shaved into a shape of a heart again to throw a, to do a callback to Zach and Mary when he's doing the like tuck thing at the beginning. Which you know? I barely even I I didn't notice the first time I noticed Neither the did second. It. Same feeling. here, same here. Um, but stuff like that. The now this one I'm gonna tell you is just a personal thing, so you're gonna have to just deal with it. But like when they okay. go to when they go to the airport. To get the tickets to fly on South Best. Yeah. And they're like, where's that accent from? And she's like, I'm from South Jersey. And they're like, yeah. oh, I'm like, fuck you. Okay. Cause I, I immediately <laughs> thought of you <laughs> and I laughed really hard. And people are like, it's not that funny of a joke. It's not, it's not that funny of a joke, but only if you know someone who's from South Jersey. And takes that shit seriously. Like, yeah. I take that South Jersey shit seriously, man. Like, come on. I also was like, why? I was like, huh, Molly Shannon. That's random as fuck. I think she was in Strike Back, wasn't she? A smaller role, but I think she was in it. I don't I don't remember her in Strike Back, honestly. I don't think she was. Okay. I, I, I think it was like, I, you know, Kevin's such a massive uh, Saturday Night Live fan that I think he was just trying to, like, get a random SNL actor and, and that Will wasn't was yeah that wouldn't surprise me at all so um but there was that there was the you know um i don't know just all uh, of it like I'll, it i'll tell you what 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 i didn't really think was that good sure the russian collusion villain thing i thought that was so I such wonder, a weak part right but here's the thing and i and i'll defend him a little bit on this one right because he wrote and shot that movie long before all this impeachment stuff started so there's always been talk of the russian collusion and i don't want to get into a whole political conversation but it's really come to like a like a forefront in the last like six months and that movie's already been done so i'm not you know what i mean like he i i don't know man i it, it was I find it highly doubtful that he managed to write about a Russian collusion before everyone knew that there was a Russian collusion. No, no, no. I'm not saying the Russian collusion, but I'm saying like all the talk about it's much more now with the impeachment and all that stuff. And he wrote and shot that movie last February. That's all I'm saying. Like, I'm not, you know, we're talking about a year ago. It's, It's just more in the forefront of our minds now. Yes. Do I think, do I think it's a nod to that? Sure, but I don't. Right. I think it sits 
differently now because of do you know what I mean? No, well, That's what, what I mean. What I'm saying is I don't mind the Russian collusion joke and the whole thing. I just thought that there was such a that the actress had such an unconvincing Russian accent. Well, uh, that might have been on part. That might have been on purpose, knowing them. But but I I thought she was such a weak villain. You know what I mean? Like yeah, but I, I don't think she really was. I, <sighs> I mean, you could you could argue that for half the movie, Millie was really the villain. You know what I mean? And no. then uh, I mean, until until uh, they have that discussion in the van, I think you could make that argument. I think she's an angry fucking kid. I wouldn't call her a villain. Well, I, no, I was using I was trying to find a, a a word, but yeah, I agree with you. I wouldn't exactly call her a villain, but yeah, right. Um, no, but I mean, there was that. I I um trying to think of the other part, like. I also I listen, I had a real problem with how much Bob speaks in this movie. Like Bob talks a lot in this movie. I thought the the texting gimmick was overused. Oh, that was totally over, overused, yeah. The overly tapping to For one emoji. For emoji, I thought was it, it wasn't funny the first time and it wasn't funny the eight times after it. Uh, it, the only time it was actually funny was when Val Kilmer did it. I thought right. that was funny. And then how the audience, like, he's like, l- like they're watching the movie and, and I think it was, Silent Bob's like, no fucking way. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But I mean, like, he had that whole monologue with the, the Ku Klux Klan that, I, and then he's got the whole, I mean, he had a lot of speaking parts for Silent Bob. The, mo- the monologue with the Klan was, Easily one of the funniest Silent Bob. It's probably the funniest Silent Bob monologue because all of his monologues are really. I mean, there's only two. There's Chasing Amy, and there's uh, that. what is what it? A, uh, oh, there's the, where he talks about the like the likeness rights and all that. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's that, definitely see, the that's one. A, that's the thing about Silent Bob. One of the things that makes him so funny, the character is. His lack of talking, and when he does talk, it's those one-liners, you know, it's, like it's it has some poignancy. And so, with him just running his mouth the whole damn movie—not the whole movie, but a lot more but, than you're used to. It, absolutely, yeah. Like it, it, it's it's it brings up the question of like, why is he even silent? In you this one, I mean? yeah, yeah, it it really does, and you know, and then on top of that, you have. Kevin being Kevin and in that whole third act and it's like you know honestly I think some of the audio from that is pulled directly from his actual performance on Hall H at Comic-Con or at least he remembered it and wrote it into the script or Or vice versa or vice versa because I think he shot that before Hall H so I think he just said the same fucking thing I, th- I think I think Kevin knows how to use his jokes. I mean, George Carlin would write a book of jokes, yeah, and then say uh, basically the entire book verbatim on stage. Right. Like I've read his I've read his books, and it's just it's the same thing. If you you if you know your material, you know your material. Sure. Um, Kevin has uh, is is co- is funny enough to be able to adapt. If someone says something funny, he's smart. He's funny enough and smart enough to be witty. But he also falls on his safe jokes, you know, which is yeah. what every comedian does. I mean, I I liked reboot. I did um, too. Don't get me wrong. I I I did, but it, I just expected to like it more than I did. 
And that's where I had some problems, I guess, or were some let down, really, you know? I I think it hit its mark where it's both being a reboot and a sequel. It's having its cake and eating it, too. Yeah. But there are some things that I would, like, just but, like with Rise of Skywalker, there are things I would have, like, expanded upon and some things that I would have changed for well, my and, own personal And there view. are... I want to, because I've listened back to our Rise of Skywalker episode, The Rise of Askew, and I realized that we really spent the whole time shitting on the movie, which is a sad, shame because I actually like Rise of right. Skywalker. But so I, I want to take a minute to point out things I specifically liked, you know. Of, of Rise of Skywalker? Or no, of Reboot. Reboot. Okay. Um, I liked the callback to the scene with Ben and Strike Back and they shot, I know what order they shot this in to a, to a degree so I know they shot this before they realized they were going to get Ben in the movie but mm -hmm. the sequence with him and um, Brody, with mm -hmm. them and Brody looking at the computer and it's almost, not word for word but shot for shot verbatim from the sequence in Banky's place from Strike Back you know, Holdings. or Holdings thank you, yeah, 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 thank you um, agree you know but i like that i if if, if you're not gonna get affleck and at that moment he didn't think he was going to right. it was a nice way to pay homage both to ben and to that scene from the first one you know mm -hmm. so that was that was cool i like the joke about going to the mall because it was cheaper than you know, because he moved from the, the storefront to the mall because it was cheaper because the mall was dying. Like, to me, that was a funny joke. You know, I, I like the I like the mall rat. That yes. was like that was a little that again. Felt, yeah, but it's OK. I did. But, you know, but that's the point of this movie is that it's all the subtle references are really subtle. And yes. when you catch them, they're really funny. But the majority of the movie is. On the nose, hit it as hard as you can jokes. Like, there's one little reference that I fucking love that I always gets eclipsed and people like either laugh through it or they've never referenced it. Okay. The, the fact that Brody's name is Brody Bruce and he says he has a daughter named Banner. Oh, I never caught that. I don't. Yeah. See? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that is, that to me is just, is, is funnier than some of the jokes in the movie, just the fact that he named his kid Banner Bruce. Yeah. Like that's funny. Speaking. Me. Well, I, oh, I mean to that same, to that same thing that Holden named his, his daughter, Amy, you know, that, and, and when I saw Kev at the Fox theater, he was, he was basically do even being even more meta because he was talking about how he felt so happy that he was able to, basically write the best Kevin Smith fan fiction ever and <laughs> and laugh at the like real self-referential jokes that only Kevin Smith fans would really appreciate and he's Kevin Smith it is like super in Kevin's fiction yeah. I no it totally he even said that on a tweet today I think he said something yeah. like that so um but that wasn't about this one it's about the next one right the twilight of clerks I think um, but he, he was talking about like, he's like, oh, and he would like, he said like, I went up to like my wife and I was like, 
what do you, you know, if, if, um, Alyssa and Holden had a kid, what do you think that name would be? And they're like, I don't fucking know. Fuck you. What does it matter? He's like, Amy, it's so obvious. It's so good. <laughs> I'm a genius. The fans will love me. And it's like, but it was, yeah, and, uh, and in casting, and I know you told me she was in the movie, but casting Logan as Amy was, I think, perfect. I, you know? I, per- I almost imagine like Kevin was like, all right, Muse, you need to have a kid so that we could put that kid in a movie. Just like I put my kid in a movie, and yeah, you know, like well, he, he's and, just like he's facilitating and, Muse's sex life. Be like, <laughs> like he's poking holes in the rubbers for for Jordan to get pregnant. Well, and that goes back to you know other things that you know were interesting about. It. Like, so when he's on stage as Kevin at Chronicon, and he's like. I might put my daughter in the movie, but like I don't believe in nepotism, so I don't think I'll. I don't know if I'll go there, but you know. And then so it pans to it pans to Harley, and she's just like, I fucking hate that director. Right. Which, by the way, did she? She did it a really good job for a for a stoner reboot comedy movie. She she hit the feels, man. Like especially those conversations with her and Jay. And actually I gotta give Jay a lot of credit, man. Like I didn't think that kid could get emote like that. And you know Yeah, I I definitely it's super bizarre to say, but I cried watching Jay and Song Bob reboot in a positive way. Yeah, agreed. Um, I, agreed. I cried the first time. I didn't cry the second time because I was like, I know it's coming. You know, it doesn't hit you as much. Um, I've watched but it I twice. Still, it, still, it hit me the second time. Maybe not as hard, but it's still. Well, it, I still praise Harley and and Muse. You're right. Muse Muse acts better in this than he ever has before. You yeah, know? without question. Without question. Um, there are some. I don't know. There's just some things that kind of drive me a little nuts about like I don't know. I guess I didn't overly like the fact that Rosario Dawson was in it and wasn't playing Becky. That was a little odd for me. I agree with you. I have to agree. Yeah, I thought the same thing. But like we we're totally fine with Affleck playing multiple characters in the Kevin Smith world. We're fine with Jason Lee doing it. We're fine with overall just multiple people that look like multiple people. Right. But, but for some reason Rosario Dawson playing a completely different character for some reason just i was like god what a waste of a of a of a good cameo and then now you know i'm thinking of it like the diehard fans will love this film whereas just some like a a, a layman will who watches this movie and be like oh yeah i remember clerks like i'll see this movie yeah is not gonna fucking nope. understand shit. no it's gonna be lost i agree here's here's the thing i'll say real quick about your rosario point though and i'm not necessarily disagreeing with you but just another perspective right because you said we we are okay with with Affleck playing multiple characters right mm-hmm. but the only one of his characters he's played that's reoccurred has been holden we've never seen the fashionable male guy since small rats you know, and and we haven't seen Bartleby, right? Since since Dogma. Now, although wait. there there is a rumor that maybe the gawking guy in Clerks Two was Bartleby, the gawking guy in Two, the one oh, the, the guy with who the, was with the handlebar mustache when he's yeah, yeah, it could be. Um, and I I can't, and I have a Dogma point to bring up in a minute, but just to finish my first point, and the same thing with Jason Lee mm-hmm. playing multiple characters because. 
even though we've seen two of his characters, and I was actually a little upset that Banky didn't make an appearance in this, but mm-hmm. Banky and Brody look so different from one another. That it's you a beard. All, what's that? It's the beard. It the is hat. the beard, and I know it's that simple, but it's still so different. I think it's also the backwards hat. Like I think it's both, but anyway. Right. They're so different that you, you almost forget that it's the same actor. And it's not, you know what I mean? Like, you know, but you don't. You know, it's, it's, whereas nope. Rosario as this Reggie, Reggie, wasn't it? Reggie Falcon, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. Basically looked like Becky grew her hair out. That's all the difference. And, and it wasn't enough to look different, you know? I would have just cast someone different. You I know, know I, I agree, but I'm saying to you, I think to your point, I'm agreeing with you essentially, but I'm letting you know why I think we get the pass with Affleck and with Jason Lee versus Rosario because Rosario didn't do enough, probably at direction, to distance herself from mm. the character. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, they, they looked, just, they looked and acted too similarly to me. You know, you want to know what I would have done? Sure. Make Molly Shannon the Reggie character and make Rosario the flight attendant and have her be like, guys, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, and have her play Becky. Oh, like it'd be Becky's job while Dante's running quick stop. Exactly. And just be like, that would work, guys. And be like, holy fuck, it's the, it's, it's, uh, it's the clerk dude's woman. What are you doing here? She's like, I had to get a job because fuck you guys. You, you ruined all my business when you're hanging around. You know, movies all the time. You know what would have been a good cameo for that, for the Reggie character, but it, instead of it being Reggie, just being a different character, but it, it it would have never happened for reasons that we don't need to talk about tonight, but... Bruce Wallace? No, 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 no. <laughs> that actually would have been... Actually, I heard they... Well, they patched it up after the movie was made, but still. Mm-hmm. No, Linda Fiorentino as um, oh. um Bethany. Have her be the one to marry Justice. And, that would have been right? so good. And she lived in Chicago originally, so it would have been like far out of, because that's where they were when they met her, was Chicago. That, cause, that's a good point. Um, and even have the the next last scion be, that would have been, in, but that would have been. No, but it could have been her sister. They could have been sisters. Been, yeah. Steps, stepsister, yeah. Right, right. And, and have, J, uh, have Muse be like, holy shit. My daughter's the stepsister of the of of God of Jesus's, you know, last lineage. We gotta, I, he, then he could have been like, "I'm Jesus's step nephew or something, step uncle or whatever." Yeah, yeah. Um, we gotta get ready for our guest, but I do have one last point I want to bring up before we bring the guest on. Um, just to the dogma point, I thought the God looks like Alanis Morissette joke was overused a little bit. Well, I felt like they used it once, but I just think it, didn't think they it was used funny. It, Three times, did they? Yeah, I, I did. Well, if they did, I didn't really. Jason says it twice, I believe, and Damon says it in his little like. Yeah, solo okay, thing. you're right. I do remember that. You know, there's self-reference, and then there's sucking one's own cock. Yeah, <laughs> but to the point, where, to the point where it murks up the the mythology. Of exactly. The I know, and I'm saying yeah. like mythology for a fucking Kim Smith film. That's. <laughs> But like you see what I'm saying, it's like we we as fans can be like God happens to look like Alanis Morissette, but you don't have to say it. 
because that that takes away the joke. Right. I think I think if you had said like things like you know God herself, which they've done in previous movies, that's fine. Or right. or because if you, that's subtle enough, or a Christian would be like God herself. What are you or talking about? Or even if one time, or what would have been better is like they're they're watching something and and Alanis Morissette video pops up on the screen and Jay goes, oh God. You know, like something like that. That would have been, you know what I mean? Without actually, yeah. yeah. So anyway, but we have our guest who's going to be ready. So let's get, let's bring her on. And I'm sure she'll want to talk about the movie too, because she's as big, if not bigger fan than we are. So, and, and I, I mean, this is also the first time I'm actually officially talking to her. So Right. So we'll get I'm that excited. going. I'm excited. Cool. All right. Our guest this week is... Well, based at least on the movie we've been talking about for the last 20 minutes, a bona fide mo- movie star. And I say that because, unlike you or I, Rico, her name is actually in the fucking credits, and I saw it. So, I'd like to welcome the ever-famous uh, Jamie Cadiers. Hey! Hey! It's hey. good to have you back. Thank you. And And welcome for actually, like, talking to me for the first time officially. I want to... It's nice to actually, like, have a conversation with you that's not either in Twitter or hearing you praise me on my birthday, which again, thank you for officially. It was that that was a real surprise. I was like, how the fuck did you get her? And that was really fun. I enjoyed it. So uh, I, I I appreciate that. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And then Jamie, you and I and we'll get to this when you get to your the the purpose we have here, but you and I get to spend some time together about two months ago, I guess it was at this point, right? Two, three months ago, yeah, something like that. Yeah, in Philly, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it was like November-ish? Yeah, it was the yeah. end of, it was November. So Yeah, for sure. I, I don't we'll remember get, the exact date. They all kind of blur together after I, a while. but I'm sure they do. And that's, and that's a great segue into why we asked you to... <sighs> the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle... Is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast? The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just two fifty. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Come join us. You have been on a. I, I was going to use the word pilgrimage, but pilgrimage usually uh, implies a destination. You're just kind of roaming the earth right now, but you're you're following the uh, the one and only Mr. Smith and the Podfather, the Podfather, and the Reboot Roadshow. So, first off, what what inspired you to to do this? Because this is like some a la Grateful Dead style shit, you know. I, ironically, that is like one thing that helped me do it is, you know, people, I, lots of times I'll go to events and people will be like, well, how much money did you spend on this? You live out there and, you know, I don't want to explain my finances to people. It's, you know, yeah. I do what I do. So I'm like, you know, people spend money on stupid ass things all the time. And I really want to do this. I, I just like following the Grateful Dead around, you know, except for I actually like it. So. I I took a page from those people's books and like if you can do that then you can follow whoever you want and get the most um, experiences and watching it with 
like so many people that hadn't seen it before and all that kind of stuff is what really wanted me to. People spend money on what they love and like to do. And that is what I love. I love watching Kevin speak. And I love that movie is amazing. And if if you have been to any of the road shows or even the first the Fathom events, at least in my screenings, people are cheering so loud that you couldn't hear everything. And so, yeah. So I've gotten to hear the whole movie now. Mm-hmm. It's been awesome. Yeah. In the privacy of your own home. That's how you can hear it officially is to actually okay. watch yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, I will want to do that. I'm going to run out to the store and buy a copy because I, I didn't pre-order anything. You know, I'm not going to do that. So you're not, <laughs> you're not. I'll run out and get one. I only pre-ordered mine because I got it three days early because I did. So yeah, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Which was nice. So I got to see, and that's actually why Rico and I were talking about it, you know, prior to bringing you on. Um, but you're also, you're not just following for the sake of following and spending time with Kevin. You're, you're no. working on a project. So tell us a bit about your project. I am trying to make a one to or two to five minute little short of people, um, explaining how they, they got into Kevin Smith how they, if they were an extra in reboot, because a lot of the extras are going, I've run into so many of them mm-hmm. on the road. Um, and then hopefully I'll have that finished not too long after the end of the tour. So at the, you know, one of the next fat mans, I can show it to him as like a kind of little thank you, but like not, I don't even want to say short film, but more like a digital thank you card. Right. Well, but you also been doing this blog, if I recall. Oh yes, the... I am doing that, but that kind of switched more over to me, and like I don't talk about the road show as much. Okay. Wait. So, so you want to? If I can jump in, so the 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 thank you card to Kevin is interviewing people that were working on a Kevin Smith film, usually probably dressed up as Kevin, and you want to give it to Kevin. So it's it's the most meta thank you card. <laughs> For Kevin, then Kevin will absolutely probably fucking love it because he'll, you know, he'll get like, presumably, he'll be, yeah, he'll be like, oh, it's people that look like me thanking me. And I mean, let's let's be real about it. And this is not meant in any negative way, but Kevin loves him. Kevin loves himself some Kevin. I mean, let's just be real about it. And you know, so he even says it in the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kevin loves Kevin Smith more than his own wife loves Kevin Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's probably. that's probably true. Um we were actually, like I said, Jamie, talking about the movie, and one of the things that I had actually had said was that like there's like as much as we love him, there's a lot of Kevin in this movie. Like there's more Kevin Smith in this movie than there was in Strike Back, and he's in the entire fucking movie. So, you know what I mean? Like, there's a he, lot of he, Kevin. You know, it's really funny because he lost all that weight, but yet we still got more Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's true. And he talks a lot more in Reboot than he yeah. did in Strike Back. So We were just Which, talking about that. Yeah. You know, we don't want to come off like we we both really like the movie. But yes. we we as filmgoers can criticize any film. You know, we did a whole episode of Rise of Skywalker and we were all <laughs> unanimous. Like, we loved it. But we spent the entire time nitpicking shit that we're like, why the fuck did Luke fucking do this? And why the fuck did Ray do that? And how come the Emperor's here? And why not there? And we're just because that's us. 
And, and we were kind of like, you know, it, the fact that Silent Bob is really not that silent kind of takes away the name and the and the the whole shtick. It's like yeah. it's like if he if he can talk this much, why does he like what? I want to know more of why the fuck Silent Bob's just like yeah, I just don't feel like talking. Why yeah. you talk yeah. every other all the fucking time? <laughs> I know, Why but... all of a sudden do you have to play this little game with with Jay and be and I mean I I'm more I would love to see more of a scene where they've already kind of touched on where Jay's like, dude, I don't fucking get it. Why are you silent? Like, why are you talk all the fucking time? You tell that fucking Amy story. And then now when I ask you where directions are, you just fucking go and just point at your fucking phone and tap repeatedly until a fucking emoji, which is meh. like, I, I want some more realism of my Kevin Smith films. I, to, to Rico's point about Star Wars though, like, we nitpicked it so hard that I was able to use the tagline in our description. Did we actually like the movie and put a question mark and let the audience decide? Because it sounded like we hated it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I, I, I don't have a cat. Um, anyway, so, which is ironic talking to cat ears, but that's a whole nother inception and meta thing. But yeah, um, Overall, though, like, what are, what are you... Well, see, I don't even know where I want to go now. There's a lot of things we can go with you. With, um, So you start this thing because you, you said you just wanted the, the follow-up, and then obviously you're doing the... You started with the blog, and you're doing this video thing. You are, I guess, what I would call one of the founding members of this mod squad. From what I'm... You know, it's it's you, it's Gris, it's probably big daddy it's it's you know out here it's smoke you know it's it's that group and yet some of these people if i'm following your twitter as close as i'm trying to some of these people you're meeting for the first time on this journey you know and yet it would seem like you guys are all family for a long time so what tell us tell us what that's like tell us what it's like to meet some of these people that you probably consider to be family some to some degree and and now you're finally meeting them um, it has, it's, it's mixed with every person. It could be, uh, sometimes people will like at, at the Olympia show, there was a guy that I was, we had been talking back and forth and we were going to meet for the first time. And that's my hometown. And I was, I was kind of afraid that I already knew him maybe. And then <laughs> we'd see each other and I'd be like, Oh, you or something. But that wasn't the case. <laughs> and he was nervous, like to meet me. He like, he stood behind, uh, Shannon, will you get this cat out of here? Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. Uh, Chris Davis is going to a lot of shows with me too. I don't know sure. if you follow him or not. Uh, um, yes, we we do, but I I I don't keep as much tabs on. I think I have it set up yeah. to like let me because you do so many things. I try to keep tabs. Yeah, it, it could be hard, but it, Chris and I were talking with uh, Liv Roosh, and you know, was talking about after the show like if we could go up or whatever um which i had already bought a ticket but i didn't want to like announce that to everybody um and he just stood there and i thought he was going to talk to Liv about something and he just like waits and so Liv and chris walk away and he's like can i get a selfie with you (laughs) i was like of course you can and it so that like always makes me feel good when i meet somebody that like thinks i'm actually famous um, 
and well, ignores like no. all the other people in the room that could get them close to Kev and they go in on me and they just they care about me, not how I can get them to meet Kev or well, whatever. Because sure. that those people annoy me. I'll just say it. Don't use me to get I, I'm not gonna play that game. I'm you know, I pay good money to go to those shows. You can't don't like all of a sudden decide you're my best friend and sneak in the photo line with me or something. That's well, not how that works. So Well shit, that's the end of my next question. <laughs> Fuck. Um. <laughs> no, I and so you touched on a couple of things there that I, I would love to talk about. Number one, like you talked about him being nervous to meet you and, and being perfectly honest with you. I felt very similarly when we met up in Philadelphia because it, you know, how do I put this? This is going to come out worse than I mean to, but bear with me, Jamie. I think you know me well enough now to know now that I don't mean any discourse, but you're obviously not on that same level as Kevin or Jay or, or anything like that. But, for those of us who who follow the the shows, especially something like Fat Man Beyond, and we watch it on YouTube, we see you on a fairly regular basis. Even if you're not always asking a question or yeah. participating directly, because of your your cat eaters thing that you wear, you you stand out, and that's not meant negatively in any capacity, but it does put you on our radar. So if if I can just say, you're not yeah. famous, you're infamous. That's yeah, how. Yeah, you know. but in that in that best possible way, because you can be infamous in bad ways too. And right, but tis so when I see you on my screen, like watching Family and Beyond, and now you're standing next to me ordering Chinese food. It's like you know, that's a that's kind of a mind blowing thing for me. You know, so it, I I can add to that because. Obviously, this is the first time we're actually officially speaking together, but you and I have, I always say it's really funny and it sounds so much weird. I'm like, but like, I'll tell Steve, I'm like, dude, I DM'd cat ears and it sounds so wrong to say <laughs> that. But like, I, when I was at the Fox Theater in Oakland, I was literally DMing you on Twitter as I was in line. And I was kind of like, you know, the fact that I'm friendly with you and we, we've gone to talk on Twitter. And, you know, I want to be like, if I manage to get and actually ask a question, I should be like, hey, man, uh, I'm talking to Cat Ears. Cat Ears says hi. And then not, not really use you to meet Kevin because I'm meeting Kevin of my own volition. But yeah. to be like, hey, we're actually friendly with more or less the same people. I'm not just that creepy Kevin Smith stalker. <laughs> I happen to know the same people. Yeah. So and that, that would be appropriate, though. Like, that's not like you coming up behind me and deciding right. you're my best friend just so you can get a picture and then never talking to me again. No, that's like I, the thing I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I, w- I wouldn't no, just course. sneak up behind yeah. you. I, w- I would let you know in advance I'm coming yeah. behind. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. I mean, like, it's, it's – but to your point, Jamie, it's, it's, it's about building this connection within this, this, this fan base, this, these fans, you know, and there's a – you know, not to discredit anyone else, but there's a group of us that are getting closer again, Smoke and you and me and Rico and, you know, we're not as close with, say, like, Big Daddy, but, like, even even Steven Griss, who's in, to a lesser extent, in the movie, like, I'm sure he's in the extra scene at Chronicon, but, I mean, like, he's also got an individual fucking credit because of the song, you know, oh, yeah. with, with Shecky Don't Like, and... You know, he helped Rico facilitate getting his stickers back, which, you know, is not 
in the grand scheme of things, a huge thing, but this guy could have not given two shits about what happened to Rico and made it a point on his own to tweet out and say, hey, Sticker Mule, help help this guy. You know what I mean? And then so it's that fan base building that that dynamic, I think, is what makes what you're doing. Because what I think you're doing, at least from my perspective with this trip, is you're connecting the dots finally. You know, we've all been together, and yes, we've had that common bond through Kevin, but I think you being... I want to say attainable, but I feel like that's not the right word, but easier to interact with makes it, you know, connect the dots more. I'm rambling. I'm going to shut the fuck up. So please tell me what you're thinking. I I get what you're saying because I've met, like, I've put more names with faces probably than a lot of us have, Mm -hmm. you know, because just because I get the opportunity. I'm at these events um, and, and that's, I like to do that. I like to meet the people more. I like, I don't, if I get to say hi to Kev, great. But if not, it that's not my goal is to, you know, I've met Kev. I can do that in Hollywood here. I don't need to fly thousands of miles to meet Kev. I I mean, I like meeting the Twitter people. I had such a great time with you. Like even just we had a, that wonderful conversation. You yeah. know, I, I ate my Chinese food, like you said. And we uh meeting you was wonderful. And we had a great conversation and we talked for a while. Then you got on the train and. You know, that yeah. was that. But I, I had a wonderful time. And those meetings are really special to me. I love meeting the people that I've seen on Twitter, you know, for, I'm, I'm going to say years, but probably it hasn't even been a year. I don't well, know. <laughs> well, yeah. Years. But I mean, even to that point, like, so you and I, like you said, we hung out and then I got on the train. But right before we left, we did take a selfie together. Oh, and yeah. That's right. I immediately texted that to Rico and said, look, who?" because I didn't tell him you were coming on purpose. Oh. <laughs> so I I texted him with the picture and I was like, look who I met. And he was like, what the? F- what the f- and he <laughs> called me and we had a whole conversation about it. But yeah. Well, because at the same time, you know, it makes me look like an absolute shit that Henry traveled to England from England met up with cj you <laughs> met up with cj in philly i've known the dude two years done a weekly podcast we talk almost daily never met the fucking guy in person i he told me that when when i met him and i that baffled me that was i mean i find it awesome but i'm like really you do have never like no. been in the same room no. together? we haven't <laughs> we we been in the same think- state at the same time i don't think we've made wow. it like a weird joke like no that's not true never hold on I was in California. You were nine at the time, but I was in California. So there you go. Well, if you had met me when I was nine, I hadn't gotten much better. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's it's now become a fucking joke where, like, we almost don't want to ever meet because and, – and if we do, we want it to be something that we didn't plan. Like, yeah. I said, let's – like, imagine we'll go to a fucking funeral – and we didn't know the other person knew the guy who's dead, and we just bump into each other in reception. We're like, CJ, Rico, what the fuck are you doing here? How'd you know Frank? What the fuck? <laughs> and then we and then we just turned to a whole fucking like, all right, I guess we have to record at this funeral. That's what you do, right? I'm just yeah. glad that this time we're not in Alaska. The last time you told that story, the funeral was in Alaska. Well, then I think I changed it to Ohio or I you know, it doesn't, no. It, no, it was Alaska. Here's the thing. 
it, well, it was Alaska and then it became Ohio because I've like riffed with that joke before. But like, yeah, I, you know, it, it when people meet CJ, it makes me look, look like shit. Well, the thing, the thing that, that I always give him a hard time about Jamie is like, okay, so like Henry, like he said, flew from England and he had a reason because he wanted to go to Quick Stop. It was his first time going there, right? You're following the roadshow wherever it's going, you know, in this instance, it was Philly or whatever. But, you know, at the same time, like, with 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 Rico, he, it's not exactly around the corner, but he's a six-hour drive from L.A. Like, he could drive to L.A. if he wanted to. Six hours? You live, you live in the Bay Area, Oakland, right? Eight hours? Yeah. Okay, but either way, it's a, it's a day's drive. It's not like, multiple it's days like you two for me like i can't do th- i can't drive more than two hours so it, it is a big deal for me to go to the bay area but i do need to do it soon well the, the, my point I mean, though is that yeah. rico could get down to scum and villainy a lot easier than yeah. i'm ever gonna get to scum and villainy that's all i'm but, saying but here's what i'll add to that i have such a low minimum wage job true that it's not just like, oh, I could drive to fucking L.A., but where am I going to stay, and who am I going to go with? And it's You're, not like you got a car, fucking get a backseat. Hey, you do what you got to do. <laughs> I do what I got to do. To <laughs> no offense, fucking meet a chick with named cat ears and a fucking see a dude at a fucking place called Scum and Villainy. If I'm doing all this shit, I want to have a hotel or someone to put me up. Yeah. All right then. Well, no offense. That just got I'll- meta real quick. I'm just saying, it's like, you know, it's not just, oh, go to, drive to LA. What's stopping you? Um, money. And gas is way more expensive here than anywhere else in the fucking country, is what I've noticed. It's really expensive in the Bay Area. Like, like California in general is pretty expensive. But it's actually, I think, cheaper in Southern California than it is in Northern California. Steph, how much more was gas in southern california than northern really california. we're getting into a gas cost discussion <laughs> right now than like... it was for Nor- NorCal. it was it was the same ha certain areas was the same but it fluctuated or as in the gas term it fluctuated okay i can i can go to four different gas stations in new jersey and get four different prices so yeah, but when it. you when you go to the fucking gas stations, they actually like do all the shit for you. You told me like you're not allowed to get out of your fucking car. No, what you're allowed of, to get out of the car. You're just not allowed to fill the car. You're not allowed to do your own. What gas. kind of upper class bullshit is that? It's, it's Oregon hey. and Jersey, man. Yeah, Cal- <laughs> California. We fucking pump our own gas. You lazy sack of shit. Oh, I pump my own gas. Four dollars a gallon for it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're mm-hmm. like we're like two forty right now. But anyway, that's a whole nother debate. Um. And- so I don't even know how the hell we got here yeah, but, at this but, point. Uh, but, so, but Jamie, if I ever do go to fucking LA again, I will definitely hit you up, and we have to we have to make a time for it. We just have to, oh, yeah. whether it's whether it's at the Scum and Villainy or if we're just grabbing a beer somewhere, doesn't matter. You're you come down here, I'll make time for you. If I go up there, I'll let you know and say, hey, I'm in town or whatever. It doesn't have to be an event. It can be for sure. anything. Right. You can come if you come out here. I'll show you what a video store still looks like. Awesome. Very cool. Um, but yeah, so so Jamie, tell us about the movie. What did you think as a whole? I mean, we talked about it a little bit already, but yeah. Yeah, I I enjoy it as a whole. I love it. There are parts that 
do bother me. It is very meta. You get your Kevin Smith, your Jane Silent Bob, all the all the regulars are jam packed in there. Yeah. And I do find an issue with him talking so much. The whole Glenn Gary Glenn Ross speech. It's great, but he did it because he loved it. And, you know, so that's meaningful. But sure. it, make, it was a lot of talking for a silent character. Is that <laughs> is that the clan moment, Rico, that we were talking yeah. about? Okay. Yeah. See, I haven't seen Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, so that's why it's probably lost on me a little bit. Yeah, so. yeah. CJ, CJ, go on YouTube when we're done with this and just type in Alec Baldwin, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. And okay. it's the exact same speech, just smithified. <laughs> smithified, yep. right, right. Um. We were talking about that, Jamie. We're also talking about a lot of the, like, there's a lot of, um, a lot of jokes that, like, I think you would already reference, like, people like you, me, Rico, the people that hang out that's coming villainy on a regular basis, they're gonna get it. But, like, the casual fan who's like, oh, let's see the new Kevin Smith movie, it's gonna go right over their heads, you know? Yeah, this is a movie for the fans. If if you're not a fan already, you shouldn't be watching this movie. Start with something else. Um, and, that's yeah. all there is to it. And I think some of his better jokes actually get real sidestepped. I mentioned this that, and I actually I said there's a joke that I think no one has caught. It's the fact that Brody, whose last name is Bruce, mm-hmm. named his daughter Banner. I did but, not catch that. When, when did he say that? When he when he says uh, when he's when they're talking about comics at the mall and he says oh yeah my daughter Banner and I'm like Banner Bruce holy shit yeah. that's funny as fuck but it's always wow. it's right after him talking about something that the audience is laughing so you just barely hear it but and I'm like that is that's some that see there's there's two different Kevin Smiths there's chasing Amy the writer Kevin Smith. And then there's this new, I'm high as fuck, I'm going to self-reference everything, Kevin Smith. Both are great, but one is a writer, man, and then there's that guy. Both very (laughs) talented, both very good, but I kind of miss the, like, in Reboot, all the uh, Millie and Muse heartfelt moments and the chasing Amy scene, that's Kevin Smith, the writer. Right. The indie 90s writer. And then everything else, Iron Bob. Uh, oh, God, Molly we didn't even Shannon talk about Iron randomly. Bob yet. Uh, you know, even the who, first off, who the fuck names their kid Millennium Falcon? I'm just nobody. nobody. <laughs> it's funny. Well, see, here's the, the thing. Fuck? Here's the thing about that. Right. So. All right. Can we can we break this thing down for a minute just and and jump in some of these plot holes? Because there's a. Kind of a big gaping one that I noticed. Okay. First, did you watch the extras? Because I haven't I seen those. Do those fill in any of the blanks? Um. Well, okay. I didn't watch the interviews, so I can't say to that. I did watch the bloopers reel. Oh, and then okay. there's something called the hair reel, where I, I can explain it because I watched it. What it is is apparently... Kevin wanted Jay and Bob's hair to look very specific in every scene. So if it was out of place, they would stop and fix it. And there's a whole compilation of them fixing the hair. Yep. I was in the room for some of those. We did. We had to stop when Emily came and combed Jay's hair, Silent Bob's wig. Yeah. (laughs) When I first, I saw the movie twice in theaters. I don't have a copy. 
Well, the first time I saw it was, I think, the Fathom AMC thing where they do a long ass intro of like Kevin be like Kevin and Jay talking about the movie. And at the very end, after the movie's over, it goes on for like another 30 to 40 minutes of extra footage and the hair yeah. thing and the bloopers and the interviews. So I saw that and I remember like, wow, they really are obsessed with this fucker's hair. Yeah, they kind of were. I think um, that messed up in our Fathom showing. I remember they announced they're going to say stay at the end because we have all this extra footage. It messed up for myself and almost I don't know. I think I know one person other than you now that actually got to see the bonus content at the mm-hmm. end of the movie. Oh, so wow. I yeah, we were. I mean, but what are you going to complain? It'll be on the DVD. It's not that. Yeah, big and it is. It sounds like it sounds like everything they showed at the Fathom. Thing. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with Geico, we hired a nature show host. In a native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle utterly helpless. Well, not true. If he's got Geico, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But like a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself, awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. Geico will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. Geico. Great service. Without all the drama. I haven't really woken up. Until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Seems to, or we're supposed to show. We'll put it that way. Is yeah. is on the DVD now? I do want to watch the interviews, and I didn't mm-hmm. get to yet, but I will. Um, the one, if I can, I know we're going to get into. The, we were supposed to get into something else, but very quickly, the one, there's two bloopers I absolutely fucking love. They and they're not great, but they just made me laugh. Number one, it's Melissa Benoist as Chronic on screen. When she yells blunt man, like she does in the movie, she yells blunt man. And Kevin goes, cut, that's where she earned her money, right there. And you hear him say it, and it just made me, I don't know, because the whole, Uh the the whole cast, including her, lost their shit. They just thought it was the funniest fucking thing. So I think that's why I find it so funny. And then there's the scene with Merkin, who I don't know who it really is, but, what, why are you looking so, what's that? Fred Armisen. Okay. What, Rico? Fred Armisen. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. My bad. Shit, you guys are... You're looking at me like I'm some, like, douchebag, Rico. Goddamn. Um, What else is new? Well, that's true. But he's... You know the scene where Kevin hands him the gold, for lack of a better word? There's a blooper where Kevin dresses Bob, forgot to take off his director headphones, and walked in to do that scene with his director's gear on... And they go, Kev! And he stops and he looks at himself and he goes, shit! And he walks off <laughs> and takes off the gear and I guess, presumably they reshoot but you don't see it, you know. So yeah. Because he smoked the gold before he went yeah. on it direct. <laughs> right, oh, right. Okay. Um, but yeah, so those are the two that cracked me up from the from the bloopers. Um, but going back to the plot holes, so the biggest <laughs> one, what? We're such shitty Kevin Smith We are. Fans. Like, We're, yes. Going back to the plot holes of a movie that we like. No, but look, this is the thing. 
You know what, Rico? This is how I look at it, right? We do like the movie, and, and we're saying what the movie But, like, if you've listened to Kevin talk about movies he likes, he he's the first one to start jumping in plot holes and being like, I'm not so sure about this connection. He's like, it's a choice, and I respect it, but uh, I'm not so sure. You hear but him say that all went, the time. But, what? But then he went and did that. What's that? But then he went and then did that. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's what he does. So, so the, the biggest one for, there was only really one big one for me. There's a lot of small little ones that you can kind of ignore, but the biggest one for me, and this kind of goes to your point, Rico, about the name, which actually opens up a second plot hole for me that I didn't even think about. But the, the first one is, so when he's sitting there with Justice after he's woken up from being like knocked unconscious by Millie the first time, and she says, I haven't seen you in 18 years. You know, you never visited me in jail. And he goes, well, it's because we weren't allowed to fuck. And he go, she goes, yeah. that's why you weren't, you didn't come see me? So my question is, when did they fuck to make Millie? When did that fucking take place? Because they went, she went from the diamond heist to returning the diamonds to jail to if you follow the, st- the, the timeline there, never seeing him again for 18 years. So, unless it's immaculate it's, fucking conception, I mean... Except when they're at the Morris Day concert. I he, They probably banged her. He probably, like, asked Will Ferrell. He's like, hey, let me get some moments with Boo Boo Kitty Fuck off to the side. <laughs> fair enough. And then, and fucked her in her Boo Boo Kitty Fuck. Okay, that's, fair that, enough. That's a great point, Rico, because I, I have the same question. I'm like, when the hell did these guys fuck? <laughs> but so, we also, but here's the thing: we were also riffing with some of the casting because, as much as I love Rosario Dawson, I wasn't overly sold on the fact that she was Justice's wife. Yeah, and we and I had this. We we were both kind of riffing, and we were like, "What if Kevin worked patched things up with Linda Fiorentino, brought her back, and then that means that uh, Justice would be the stepmother of the." The last scion, because Bethany is pregnant at the end of Dogma. Right. And then Jay could be like, holy fuck, I'm like the step. I'm like related to God even closer than just, oh, I hung out with that chick once. And she looks like Alanis Morissette. Right. So which was well, way overdone, the whole Alanis Morissette reference. But anyway, but the second plot hole that just opened up for me, and, and, and you both kind of did it together, was... You're right. Who names their daughter Millennium Falcon? Except if you do the math again, that means she was in the relationship with Reggie while she was still in prison before she gave birth to Jay's daughter. Because why would you name it? Like, because Reggie's last name is Falcon. That's yeah. why you named her Millennium because her last name was going to be, I mean, theoretically anyway. So, so she was with Reggie from Jump. Is Reggie? We're in prison together. Maybe is Re- is Reggie that would actually other... explain a lot of things, Jamie. There you go. But what's that, Rico? Is it was Reggie the other jewel thief that we never saw? Like she was the mastermind of the whole thing. There was a mastermind behind that. No. <laughs> yeah, it was Kevin Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did like. I did like that they were on the no-fly... Well, no, actually, I didn't like, I should say, that they were on the no-fly list because of the clit. I mean... Yeah, that should have been debunked. That, yeah. that should have been cleared been up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, so there's a little shit like that. And yes, we're nitpicking, and yes, we get it. And I understand. And But hey, it's what we do. Like, 
I'll, I'll tell you, Jamie, we already said this on the recording, but I would love to hear your reaction. Like the shot at Southern, at South Jersey, when they were talking about um, Molly Shannon's accent because she's from South Jersey. Yeah, yeah. it's right there. That's all I got to say about that. Sorry. I I, I, I didn't really understand that. I just kind of let it be whatever it was. It's just a shot. No, see, okay. So I guess I need to, let me explain this to her real quick. Rick, Rick, here you go. Um, I can't even talk right now. That's how flustered I am. No, um, there's been a North Jersey, South Jersey, like hatred for ever. So much so that I think three times now it's made the ballot to try to split the state in half. It's never got, no, it's, it's never gotten enough votes to actually go through, but like, that's how much dislike there is for the two halves of the state. And then there are some people that will tell you there's actually a central Jersey, which is a whole nother mess of things, which is actually where Kevin would. Too much New Jersey already. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Which is where Kevin would fall. He would fall right in that central Jersey strip. So, which sounds dirtier than Jersey. What's that? He that's he's the Switzerland of Jersey. No, no, because Central Jersey is its own fucking monster of negativity. You know, so CJ, just say the the South will rise again. Just no, I'm not <laughs> saying that. Never am I saying those words, especially in that accent. But so what? What that scene was was a direct shot at all of us that live near Philadelphia. Okay. You know, so. That's all I'm played, saying. Played differently on the East Coast than the West Coast, probably. I'm sure it played yeah, differently I didn't know in New Jersey. Any of that about it was just a weird scene kind of thrown in there to get from one place to another to me. Jamie, I will tell you right now that probably doesn't play anywhere else except in New Jersey. Like everyone okay. else is yeah. But there there is some animosity between Northern Californians and Southern Californians as well. Yeah, but you but have a whole that- lot more landmass than we do. Yeah, we, we're we're greedy fucks. Like this is we're we're really particular about is this Northern California and especially in the Bay Area is what is considered in the Bay Area. Um, this is the East Bay and fuck the West and fuck you South and <laughs> you're hardcore over there. Yeah, like, you know, I... for for as liberal and as as relaxed as we are, we are we are <laughs> we are very fucking angry uh, Californians. Okay. Yeah. I, I really don't spend that much time up there. Just like I said, it, it's not that easy for me to get there. Um, yeah. and there's now no direct you know flights why. that are cheap. There's no, it's, it's a big cluster to just for me. I can't, I can't drive more than two hours without wanting to pass out. So an eight hour drive turns into this big sure. giant drive to get people to go and drive me and shit. So, well, yeah. and with, um, without getting into details, cause that's not anyone's business. We know why that is, Jamie. Like, People who know you know that, so no, oh, no yeah, worries. No. You know. I, but I do like going. I like the Bay Area. I love, I love San Francisco. I love um, Berkeley. We saw Metallica when they did their first <sighs> uh, orchestra with S and M. Michael Kamen. S and M. Yeah. Yes. 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 I know. It's probably my favorite live recording of them ever. Well, they Without- live. <laughs> They lived in El Cerrito, which is like... Not anymore. They lived Lived. in El Cerrito, which is like 10 minutes away from my house right now. Yeah, I don't even want to talk to you about that. That's just... (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, I, I, I don't get the North and South thing, but thank you for clearing that up. I did not well, realize that's something that was on a ballot. And wow, it, that's hardcore. It's, oh, yeah. It's actually Three times. Fur, it's actually even further for the South Jersey and the North Jersey. But like people in Oakland don't like people in San Francisco. That's how fucking weird it is. I did know that. And I don't know why. My I had a relative that lived in Oakland and I they, she had some unkind words for San Francisco. I didn't never understood it. I just let it be the local thing and I just do what I wanted kind of thing. You know? Well, I mean, th <laughs> this whole episode is now being segue, but like one last thing it's now because San Francisco is so expensive. Like it's the most expensive rent increase on anywhere that now people are now flooding into Oakland and Berkeley and, and El Cerrito and, okay. and, and Richmond. And now we're just overpopulated. And now our rent prices are going up like crazy. Just to, it's it's insane when it's just like just fucking build a building and lower the fucking rent. Problem solved. Well, and I don't want to get all like you said, Rick. I don't want to derail this thing completely. But there is one thing that I know besides no, like if I didn't know you, there'd be one thing I'd know about San Francisco apparently, and it it is the most heavily shit on streets in the country and i mean that from a literal sense of the word like it has the most shit shit on the street just randomly yeah so yeah san francisco the, the the uh the liberal shitty the liberal shitty so anyway but let's let's get back to more important things so but yeah there was yeah. there was yeah like plot holes in kevin's movie um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, enough of this shit. Let's go back to that shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's try to talk about some of the positives for real. It's it was a like you said, Jamie and Rico. We said a, a little bit before she joined us. It definitely was a love letter to the fans, without question. I mean, it's a love letter to himself, but it's also right. a love letter to the hardcore fans, and and not just the movie fans, the Smodco fans, the. You know, the people that listen to all the episodes of the podcast, there's, I mean, like the music he comes out to at Chronicon. If you don't listen to the podcast, you have no idea what that is. And right. and he's able to take some shots at himself, which he's always done. We've always heard him say that. But like the cop out shot and the, the you know, they let him still make movies after that fucking Warris thing, you know, like making fun of Tusk, you know, and stuff like that so it even even having his own daughter punch him in the face and knock him that the was awesome. I really yeah that. <laughs> listen and, and rico you and i touched on this already but but hartley really killed it in this movie like she was fan forget the fact that she's kevin's daughter forget the fact that she you know that whole thing just from an acting perspective if if, if some other no-name female actress that we didn't know played that role as well as she did i'd say the same thing you know what I mean? Like, she really did a good job. You know, and especially in those moments that you and I already referenced, Rico, where she's having those one-on-ones with Jay about those those heartfelt moments with her father before she even knows who he is. You mm -hmm. know? So, like, what am well, I, Yeah. I even thought that she was one of the best things of Yoga Hosers because I have my sure. own... Yoga Hosers is, just like Cop Out, is an easy one to really criticize and... Be like, okay, I kind of love to hate it. it. Ironically enough, it's the only thing I have of Kevin that's signed. Because I went, I, yeah. Kevin, Kevin and Ralph did a Babylon in San Jose, which is like 45 minutes from me. And that was the first time I'd seen Kevin. And you, as you know, a Q and A 
with Kevin is he answers two fucking questions and talks for four hours. So (laughs) this this was before the episode of Babylon. And so my stepfather and I went and I was the second question. And my question was basically saying, Hey, Kevin, I were, I, I live in Oakland. I work at the last video rental store, basically in the Bay area, which makes me a combination of Dante and Randall. And I said, and part of the perks of it is I get to get movies that no one would want. And he said, uh-huh. And I'm like, so I I think I'm the first person to actually buy a copy of Yoga Hosers. And he said, oh, well, I have the first copy. You have the second copy. <laughs> and he said, well, what's your question? I said, well, my question is, will you sign it? And he's like, absolutely. One of my guys will find you and gave it to, a, I mean, it, it worked out great, but like someone's like, Hey, yeah, I'll take this. I handle all this shit. And I'm like, sure. Absolutely. No problem. Perfect stranger. You could just be someone who's like, I want a free movie. Yeah. And then they went and they, I didn't meet, I've never met Kevin, but I got to talk oh. to him. But, uh, and then they found me when, because as soon as that show was over, we jumped back in the line. We were first in line for Babylon. And then they found me, gave me the cover. And not only had Kevin signed it, but Ralph signed it. I'm like, Holy fuck. That's awesome. That's and then, awesome when we sat down, we were actually directly like underneath them from the stage. So like if, if they had spilled, if, if Ralph had spilled his Jack Daniels, it would have flowed onto us. That's how close we were. And I kept thinking like, I don't want to be too greedy, but I want to just like show it off and I'd be like, Hey, it's that fucking kid who insulted my movie in a roundabout way, but never <laughs> happened. So I, I had a whole point, but yoga hosers. Yeah. Um, it's not a, it, I have my own issues with it. Uh, but I will say that Harley is incredibly talented and really fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, in that movie to the point where I'm like, wow, Johnny Depp's daughter can't really act that good. Like she, like he, like she's just not as good as her old man. You got to knock the- one down to raise the other one, don't you? You had to do it. I'm just saying, you know, you compare good actors with bad actors, it's even more prominent when they're staying next to each other. I'm sorry. That's true. Can't argue with that. Yeah. yeah. So, I, yeah. I like that movie. That's probably my most watched Kevin Smith movie now. I mean, after it came out and stuff, I watched that the most. Um, really? My husband is actually trying to make a video game for it because mm-hmm. it is a very video game-like movie. Totally. You know, yeah. it takes stills and shit pretty easy and and I want a that. copy. If he's <laughs> he succeeds, I want a copy. Damn it! I'm still waiting I, for my copy from Elias. So for his game, so it got pushed back another like six months. I was like, fuck. Anyway, you know, I, I saw this other like I saw like another ad or something for another Jay and Silent Bob video game that didn't look like the one that uh, Elias is doing. So it looked like it was. It almost looked like it was a Yoga Hosers ripoff. Is that the one that like? Has your husband been like actually promoting mm. animation? No, right. no, no, not there's at some, all. There, there's something else going on. Yeah. Would... Oh, I'm sure there always is. People are always, but but Shannon got he got permission directly from Kev, so we're all golden if we need to. Cool. Yeah. See, that's that's the difference is you get you get that permission directly from the man himself <laughs> versus you know some schmo in a basement with a laptop. Um, you make it sound like it's a fucking bad thing, buddy. Well, true. Um, only if you're only if you're warlock. That's when it's not bad. So, that's okay. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm uh, glad somebody got that one. Is that a Die Hard reference? It is. 
It wow. is. Wow. Okay, yeah. I had to think about that for a sec. Yeah, <laughs> nice. like like Rico said, deep cuts. Um, deep cuts, which make you die hard. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> Jamie, you, you and please feel free to share what you want and what you don't want, and we totally respect that. I hope you know that, but. You do have a bit of a relationship with Kevin. I'm not saying you talk to him on a regular basis. I'm not saying that you're like best friends and, and we're certainly not. And I think, you know, not using you to get to him, but you have a, but you have a closer relationship with him than the average, not only the average fan, but the average person. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I would venture to say that besides the obvious of like Jen and Jay and Harley, you know, you're right up there with probably like Josh Roush and Jace, you know, JC and those guys. I'd, I'd put, at least I would put you in that category. So, can you tell us a little bit what he's like when he's just Kev? When he, cause there's, there's, there's gotta be on Kev and then just Kev. Do you know what I mean? Yes, there, and there is. He very recently, because we go to the Fat Man Beyonds. That's our thing. You right. know, it was Fat Man on Batman first. And we've been to every single one. At least one of us has been. There's, I think there's three that I've missed. I just missed Mark's because I was in Olympia at the roadshow. But sure. he has started, I have started to be able to see. He actually said something he didn't like. He's like, oh, I don't like that. You know, I'm not going to say what. But, sure. You know, and normally he will, he just won't talk about stuff if he don't like it. So he's gotten to a place where he felt comfortable enough. He could, you know, share some of those opinions with us and know we weren't going to be like, Kevin Smith said, blah, blah, blah. Right. About this guy. Yeah. That's why I'm not saying who it was or anything here, but. It wasn't me, right? He he wasn't talking. Okay. No, no. It was totally Rico. You, you, you can say it, Jamie. Yeah, it's all right. It (laughs) totally was Rico. Mm-hmm. It could have been a movie. It could have been a person. It could have been, you know. But the fact that he has gotten that comfortable, and I can see that, I'm like, okay, yeah, he is a little, little more mellow when he's off. He's just like smoking his joint in his car, having a chill conversation. Um, I, I think more than I, uh, Nate uh, Gonzalez gets. Yeah. They they go out to movies, and you know he Kev hired him from his artwork. Uh, now I think right. he he's I forget what the word he gets a stipend or something every month and then when Kev needs some art he whips it up or whatever but they have a it's very like a re- close the, relationship and it's like my a re- relationship is similar but not we don't go hang out places together you know and right. I'm I'm not his employee either mm-hmm. so I'm the one of those very few people that you know knows him like that but he doesn't pay me right if right that makes and. Sense. and you know, to, to your quickly with your point on Nate, it sounds like it's like a retainer, almost like an attorney. That's what it yes. sounds like. Yeah. yeah, that's the word I was looking for. A hundred percent. Retainer. Yeah. Retainer. But I would also like I had somewhere I was going and I just lost it. And that's my fault. Oh, like you say you're not an employee and I know you're not and I'm not implying otherwise. But like I it. And it seems defunct already, which is a shame. But like, it seemed like you did work on the the education pub quizzes because you were uh, like, I remember you. I remember them saying you were like collecting the sheets 
and stuff I, like that. I help them out. Anybody who says they worked on that show is full of shit. Well, yeah. um, <laughs> nobody, nobody was claiming actual and work. And I was just saying the bar out. You know, like yeah. Nate helped the bar out. That's what it was. Um, I did get paid that day, but I feel like it was more out of pity. Um, <laughs> Right. For making me not be able to participate in the quiz. But, you know, if they need my help, I tell them, you can always ask. I'm there. So I, I did not ask for that. But that was a one-time thing. And well, considering they only, they only did like four or five of them, it kind of stands out. It doesn't, you know what I mean? But, you know. Well, they did it weird, too. Like, they kept giving people those uh, challenge coins. Yeah. So at some point, everybody would be getting in for free. They weren't making any money. Right. They didn't take them back. It's like once you had it. So they they didn't they need to start fresh if they want to do that show again is what I feel. Um, Because the people that were going, you know, that you walked in and you paid uh, if you wanted so many quiz cards, you paid for each card. You could either do all rounds or a couple rounds. But if you have this coin, you could do it for free every time. Instead of give me the coin, I'll trade the coin for one free time. You know, right, so, right. I still right. have that coin somewhere. <laughs> well, let's let's be let's be fair about it. And and again, this is not me dissing on Kevin, but like this reminds yeah. me a lot of like, and I'm making a really wide grab here, but it reminds me a lot of of Tusk because, and this is why because like it felt like. As quickly as it was put together and executed, and Kevin was sitting at home with with Andy one day and went, you know what we should do? We should have a pub quiz. And just started spitting out stuff. And the difference between that and Tusk is he didn't do it on a recording. They must have done it like behind the scenes. Because on on Tusk, he's spitting it all out on that episode of Smodcast with Moser. And by the end of it, he, he has like the treatment for Tusk that he then turns into the movie that was one of the weirdest fucking things I've ever seen. But, you know... Um, I really feel like that's how that, that show and that concept kind of came together, you know. And I, I will agree with you a little bit. I think that it was a thing because Andy had just written that book. Yeah. Too. And yeah. And I think it was to promote the book. And then when they realized not many people are coming to these things, they, okay, we promoted the book. We're good kind of thing. Well, that and like. he, not long after that, he started shooting reboot, if I recall. They, yeah, they started Reboot in Mardi Gras last year, right. or whenever that was, and then ended in about February, the end of February. So. Well, well, yeah, because Mardi Gras starts like the third week in February, so, yeah, and it only took them, what, or maybe or maybe they ended around Mardi Gras, because I know I know he's ending. No, I, I came there after Mardi Gras, so maybe it was March, maybe I have my dates wrong. Okay, because well, I, know, I know he's just recently put up a tweet that he's ending the tour on the same day he started the movie a year earlier and i think it's february okay. 26th so right. i want to say yeah whenever mardi gras is he started the movie the monday or he he was filming i think and then he started that and he filmed with extras for like a week i didn't go to that so like people would be like well where are you where are you? i'm like i'm not in any of the outside scenes don't even look for me i don't even like i probably should address different because i am very you can see me and I, it, I remember like sitting with my husband, we were at the premiere and I, I saw myself, my ears up on there and I just did this 
I closed my eyes. Is it over? Is it over? Is it over? Like, I felt like I ruined his movie. I'm like, why'd he let me do that? Why'd he put me? Like, I hate every second I see myself on. Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, all new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. And I'm getting used to it now. Okay, so first off, I owe you an apology right away. Because I've watched, no, because I've watched that movie twice now. And I saw your name in the credits, but I could not fucking find you. I so. don't look like me. And that was my point. That makes me very happy, actually. <laughs> because I'm, I'm wearing, like, all silver. I have a big blonde wig. The one scene is when Millie and Jay are talking. I'm behind him, but I'm never facing the camera. So you, okay. just, you can see my headphones and my big, long, silver, white wig. And this weird hat. And then I turned because I didn't know what was going on behind me. And then Jay kind of bumps into me and I just instinctively turn. And that's like sure. the only time you can see my face in that scene. And then my headphones are like only in the convention scenes. Or they pop up every now and then. And obviously they're really noticeable to me. But like dressing that way, I was hoping I'd be completely unnoticeable. So unless you've seen me in that outfit or, you know, if you're looking for me and my face, mm you will never see it. <laughs> uh, I have to. I do have to go try to look now because, like, I, I, I knew you were there. I remember you telling me you were there, and I was looking for some of the other people we know too. But you know, all the people because I know Smoke didn't make it down there. I'm pretty certain. Um, well, he, he did not. Um, there, a bunch of people did there. Like Cat and Dave were there in their Ghostbusters outfits. Um, yeah, Laura, I, Laura was there. Laura was there a long time, and yeah. she was wearing a purple bathrobe. Uh, yeah, she, she was a. Uh, she was also just a Kevin Smith lookalike. So yeah, she yeah. she put on a um, makeup beard, and then it was like a sleepy time version of Silent. Yeah. What man? I believe. Yeah, it was. It was. I I looked at. It, I was like, it's old man bed. It's old man Bob. It's kind of like. <laughs> it was like a sound Bob just said, "Fuck it." I'm done. I'm going to just midlife. <laughs> like, I'm done going on these crazy adventures with Jay. I'm just going to fucking kick it. Exactly. No, yeah, she did. Look, she looked like grumpy old silent Bob. Laura's, Laura's, <laughs> Laura's, Laura's cool. I've always, I've got, I never, see, that's, you're right. This whole thing of like getting to know people, like Stephen Gris, we were Facebook friends, never got to know him. And then, like, when he helped with the whole sticker mule thing, I just said, like, look, dude, I just want to say thank you. You didn't have to do what you did. And he really, he didn't really do anything. It's not like he bought the sticker. Sticker Mule deserves, yeah. deserves a lot of credit, but yeah. it was his idea to be like, let's just initiate this. And that's all I had to do. Okay. And but Laura, Laura's always been uh, very friendly with me. And he even is an amazingly nice person. Like, I, have you met him in person yet? Or no. You, you I haven't talked I, on the phone though, right? No. Oh, okay. Well, what do you do? You'll, you'll be pleasantly happy that he is that nice in person. He's well, amazing. He's, he's Canadian. Huh? Isn't he Canadian? Yeah. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't mean, talked to. I haven't really officially talked to anybody who is okay. as close. Like I always say that CJ and I, we rub shoulders with the people that rub shoulders with Kevin. Which I and, think. 
I think I said to you when we were at dinner that night, I think I said something very similar to you when we were sitting there at the at the food court, you know. Yeah. And I, I so. haven't really particularly apart from like smoke, I guess. Smoke would smoke would probably be the closest. Is his like, real name Steve too? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I that I always forget. I'm like he I know he has a real name. What is his name? So it's Steve, yeah, right? But, Steven or Steve. Right, but <laughs> we we don't call him Steve. Even like when we talk to him. He's smoke. Mm. He's just smoke, and he doesn't care. Like he's he's a thousand percent okay with that. So we just call him smoke. Yeah, I mean, he seems very laid back, and I do remember we had a little conversation about that. Now you're right. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he li- he lives he lives up to his made up name. <laughs> he really does. But he's he's heart of gold. You know what I mean? Which picking out some more positive things in the movie real quick. That just actually takes me to a oh, yeah. thought I had where, you know, like there's a line where. um Justice. Justice is talking to Kevin and Jay mm-hmm. about, you know, the fact that they had the kid or whatever. And she's talking about Jay and she goes, he's got a nickel head, million dollar heart, but nickel head, nickel brain. And yeah. that's always something Kevin's always said about Jason. So, like, it was kind of nice to, like, those things were awesome to hear. Like, those are the moments that throughout, that are, that are throughout the movie. That aren't as like tongue in cheek and kind of like you know they just they get the feels if you will so I the I love the Jay and Millie scenes those yes. like have brought actual tears to my eyes especially yep. at the end with the Pearl Jam playing even though that song is about like this whole other fucked up situation it works there like you forget that it's about an abused little girl. Right. It's actually, it works there. It was really beautiful. And I did like several times. I, I don't know if I do anymore, but like for the few, first few showings anyway, I was just like in tears at the end. Like, yeah. It was so moving. They were so great. Because it was, sorry, Rico, I don't mean to interrupt you, but it's, it, it's, it's not, it's Jay not being Jay for like, in all those scenes, you know, like, it's the only time in that whole movie, like even the scene when they're with Affleck and he kind of comes to the realization, he's still kind of Jay when he comes to that realization. But when he's talking to Millie, he's no longer Jay the stoner. He's Jay the person. And that's a huge difference for that character to go through that, you know, so. Especially since, you know, most, uh, most hardcore fans have seen Jay's rise, descent, yeah. and then re- redemption, rebirth. He's he's born again, as, as Matty Damon said. So to see him go through oh. this insane journey of of being a father, and it only would have worked if Muse actually became a father. If Muse hadn't had Logan, this would not have worked. Right. Uh, Agreed. You have to you have to have that gravitas of having a kid in order to pretend to be a parent, yeah. a, especially if you're Muse. I mean, we love Muse, we love him, but like at the same time, Muse wasn't a very good actor. He was just able to play an exaggerated version of himself. Right. That's that's where he can expand. We as fans have seen Muse go through this up and down struggle with sobriety and drugs, and we've seen his acting improve but we as the fans know that he is you know going through you know turmoil in the first clerks he's just a stoner who occasionally did a little bit too much drinking in mall rats it was you know probably more or less the same thing chasing him it was a lot of cocaine 
and probably the beginnings of heroin into dogma. And then he cleaned up his act because he didn't want to piss off that Rickman dude. And then in, and then strike back, it was just Vicodin and, and, uh, Oxycontin and drinking. And then clerks too, he's back and it's, it's a healthier, but still like that demon is just still right behind me kind of thing. And then for him to get his shit together and, and then have Logan for me brought more gravitas to Jason Muse, which is a sentence that let's be honest, no one would fucking ever say, <laughs> you know, but it works. And the reason why is because he actually finally became an adult in a weird roundabout way, you know, and there's this thing that Kevin said that like, where he's like, he called up Muse, like, Hey, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm waiting on stove deliveries. He's like, the fuck you, you are waiting on stove delivery. Like a human. You're not just going, it, it, it was like, it was the most bizarre thing that he had heard him say. Just, it would have been less bizarre to hear him be like, Hey, you know, moves, let's have, let, I want you and me to have a fucking, you know, do some, and I want you to stick it in my pooper. And like, that's what he gets from Muse on a daily basis for him to be like, Oh, I'm having a kid and I'm waiting on stove delivery. It's just like, Jesus Christ you used to be on heroin. What happened? Right. And you know, to that same vibe, Rico, like, eh- and we've all listened to enough of Kevin's episodes where, especially right after Logan was born, where you hear Kevin say stuff like, you know, he was born to be Logan's, he was meant to be Logan's father. Like, that was his purpose in life. Like, before you realize, before you even knew it, that's his purpose. And on my second watching, and I tend to look for it again on the next one, is he, those scenes with Logan at the convention... Even if she's not on screen, I'm pretty certain she's off camera, and you can see the look on Muse's face. You know, it's awesome. So I don't know. I, I, I there was a couple things that I felt like, even though Kevin hit every reference he could for the most part, I felt like there was a couple things missing. Like one, I absolutely loved at the end that it was revealed that Jay and Silent Bob have been the ones sticking gum into the locks yes. for the past 20 fucking years. And I was like, that that, was awesome. that made me laugh the hardest. <laughs> I forgot about that, that Rico. Thank you. But yeah. I absolutely... I, I love that, too. I, I That's one of my favorite, like, references. Like, holy shit, they've been doing it for 25 years. We've been putting gum in the locks. But that I, was awesome. I think Kevin missed a mark where when it's Jay and Bob and Millie standing outside the quick stop, that's when they should have done a duet of the Jay's rap. The fuck, 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 fuck. Mother, yeah. motherfucker. That would have been so much better to be like, all right, just like how we rehearse. Are right, you ready? And Millie's like, all right, I'm ready. Fuck, 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 fuck. And I'm like, that would have been pure brilliance as far as I'm concerned. I Agree, Rico, okay. but I did like I did like the callback when they run into the two kids who have started their own pop business, and he's like, "Oh yeah, when you wanted to beat the shit out of a little kid for saying something about Morse fucking day, like that was yep. pretty funny. Like that was a good, yeah." And then he's the like, "The fact that they got those kids was amazing. Like yeah. it's Jake Richardson and I forget the younger one's name. I do um, too, but they they were so sweet on set too, and they were there and." I didn't know what their scene 
movie. Uh, and then after the movie, I was kind of upset that they didn't put it in the movie proper. Like it was just at the end credit stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah I yeah. thought it would have been cool to run to, into them at the convention, you know, during that stuff. But yeah, I can see why he did it that way too. I would have loved to have seen Hamill come back, but like, and Kevin talks about, he's like, Hey, we reached out to Hamill, but there's a difference between 2001 Mark Hamill and 2019 Mark Hamill. And he, apparently the quote was Hamill said, the empire won't let me come out to play. Yeah. I've heard that said so many times. He always works that Mark Hamill story into the Q and A's, no matter what is asked. I love it. But yeah, it, the, yeah, the empire won't let me. Is- well, do you, do you, <laughs> do you know my whole thing with Hamill and on Twitter? Oh God! No, I do not. I've been trying to as a. It really is a joke. It is, but like, yeah. but like, we've gotten really interesting guests on here just for my ballsiness of tweeting at them. Like, we got Eddie Pence, we got Marilyn Gigliotti, we got Scott Schiaffo. Like, all just because I said, "Fuck it, let's tr- let's see what happens." And I tweet at Mark Hamill, and because I've tweeted at Mark Hamill a couple times, and he's actually liked and responded to a couple things. I would never. I would never try to over uh, promote over be overly like, hey, why, you know, why, why are you ignoring me? I don't ever want to cross that line. Just like the fact that we know, you know, Kevin, we have purposely never said, hey, help us out. We have we have avoided that numerous times with numerous people. Yes, because we want to try and make it, you know, we want Kevin to notice us for us, not because Josh or you or or anybody else's hey you know these fucking douchebags keep bugging me will you just fucking acknowledge them please or if i could if i could jump in for a second jamie and again we're not asking please don't interpret it that way but like no no, i but i I love that but if (laughs) but if you were to have just be in the course of conversation saying to him hey these two guys really would you know i mean but you doing it of your volition not because we came to you and said jamie will you go talk to him you know like even if that occurred that would be more organic then jamie can you help us get kev you know i mean which we're not saying or asking for but like no i I get that cj i understand and i appreciate that because it it is an awkward situation because people do ask me all the time they're like hey can you see if kev will do this for me or that i'm like no first of all jordan will kill me if i set up interviews for him and don't go through her so, like, I have that excuse right away, but it, it's not even an excuse. It's 100% true. Sure, she, sure. I, my relationship could be cut off if I go do oh. shit like that. You know, it's not about who I like more, who I, I want to hear. Of course, I want all my friends to get their time. But I, at the same time, I don't want to end my friendship because, of course, you know, like of course that. not. Yeah. And, we, and and I, I've even written to Jordan, like, just as she has never read it. And I and I am not. I'm not really surprised she hasn't, right? I'm sure she gets a <laughs> lot of that. But at the same time, it's like, I'd rather go to her and just plead my case instead of going to you and asking a friend a favor. But, yep. and that's what the whole Mark Hamill thing is, is that I was tweeting at Mark Hamill and just as a joke being like, Hey, Mark, you should come on pot askew. And I now I saw that actually. I saw that. Um, but I didn't see that he responded or anything. He didn't. Is it getting bad? No, he has not responded, but oh. it's, it's, I, I've done it enough times where like, I'll, I'll give it like a two week break and then I'll tweet him again and I'll try and make it funny. And I'll be like, Mark, Jedi, you know, hand wave, you do want to join us on pot askew, you know, <laughs> and, <laughs> but then he is very much aware of me 
to the point where he will reference shit I've said in a negative kind of way on Twitter. Because Mark Hamill is Mark Hamill, but like, but not like, fuck this kid. It's just kind of like, like there was one where someone tweeted at him and saying, hey, Mark, uh, can you give me an inspirational quote that I could have as a tattoo? And then he wrote, don't get a tattoo. And then I commented, that should be the quote. Do please do not do not get a tattoo, Mark Hamill. And then you get that tattooed on you. And then he tweeted again saying, I do not think you should get a tattoo. And absolutely, this is not the quote you use to use as a tattoo. So little <laughs> shit like that where I'm like, Luke Skywalker is not entirely happy with me. <laughs> and and I kind of feel the same way about Kevin. Like, I've tweeted at Kevin a couple times, more than a couple times, especially at the Fox Theater. And he has, yeah. I mean, I know he's busy and I know he's probably just getting prepared but i'm like i just want you to know i'm at the fox theater and i have stickers and shit to give you and then it didn't happen and i'm just like oh fuck did did i did i did i rub kevin the wrong way and did he not like the way i tried figuratively rubbed him and i just want to make sure but it doesn't matter so you you did not i can tell you that a hundred percent he just like you said he is very busy and i mean i've had questions i've had to ask him he doesn't get back to me for like 24 hours and i have an actual like reason to talk to him so i he is very very busy and Liv and josh kind of are the intermediate to kevin so like yeah they'll be like okay maybe this show isn't quite sold out but the fox theater was 1900 seats and it was sold out right so mm-hmm. <laughs> it, w- it was sold out that when i tried to because we got there early i tried to get the ticket for the VIP because the ticket that were, that were bought for me were by someone bought me and my friend, the tickets and we yeah. were like in the nosebleed. So like I, I went early enough to just be like, Hey, is there an after meet and greet? And they're like, yeah, it is. It's 50 bucks. I'm like, great. I'll spend 50 bucks. And they're like, actually it's sold out. I'm like, motherfucker. So why tell me that there's a thing? Um, and I, yeah. So, well, I just curious, do you think the route that I'm going just periodically tweeting Kevin and be like, Hey man, I just want to make sure you got the shit. Like, I don't need you to promote the show. I don't care if the if the shirt works on you. I just want to know that you got it just for my own peace of mind. Because for all I know, a Fox Theater employee threw it in the trash, and that's what I didn't want. Yeah, that's all. Um, and I think like give it like I. If anybody ever asks me to give stuff, I say no because I don't know if I will get to see him or not or. If you see Liv or whatever, give it to her. She will 100% get it back. But your best bet is jumping up at that microphone and being able to give it to him yourself. Basically. Which he tried like to do, to be fair. Right way yeah. to go, right? You know? um, yeah, I, I tried to do that. Well, yeah, I mean, I, and I and that ultimately worked. But I, my, my, my question was, should I just uh, periodically tweet at Kevin and just hope he responds? And just, just that, that's, the, that's the best way. Of that's my, the best of way. My, yeah, of my own way of doing it without ever asking anybody else to do it for me is right. really the best. Thing. Well, and yeah. as as we're getting ready to wrap up here, there's two last things I want to ask you about, and they're both pretty quick and pretty simple. Number one kind of spins off what Rico was just talking about, and this is strictly I'm asking for an opinion, Jamie. That's all I'm asking for is because you know you know him better than anyone else. We're going to talk to on a regular basis. That's just 
the bottom line. I love talking to you, CJ. You're great. Oh, well, thank you. And we we both appreciate it. But you're still going to know, know Kevin better than anyone we're going to talk to, at least up to this point. So <laughs> do you think, and I'm not asking that he's said anything specific, but do you think we're on his radar at all? I would guess yes, mostly because of the name of your podcast. That's what yeah. we were wondering. I, yeah. I, he has to have noticed that by now, whether or not he's had the chance to respond or whatever, you know, it's hit or miss because if he's writing mall rats or whatever, like he says, he's doing, yeah, he's not yeah. going to sit there and look at all his tweets, but eventually sure. uh, he'll say something. Well, sure. see, the reason, I'm pretty the, sure. re- <laughs> the reason we ask is twofold. One, because we hope that we, we can get him someday. Like we've talked about, but we're also so, afraid he's going to send us a cease and desist letter for using the name that we have. It scares the crap out of us. But um, that's that's the thing. The other thing, and more important than that question, is is there anything about your project that you would like to share that we didn't touch on before we wrap up? Um, I would like to share, if you would like to check out my blog, I appreciate any and all comments. It's at smodsquad.com. That's pretty much all. I, I I try to update that as much as possible. Um, and it's a lot of my per- personal feelings. So I've been getting kind of nervous about like people reacting to it. But I just need to get over that and type what I'm going to say, put it out there, and people say what they want. Okay, but, well. Yeah, check out smodsquad.com. And we'll definitely link it in the show description. So we'll have it there. Um, I that. Yeah, Jamie, of course. When, when are you and I going to do that side project horror movie podcast thing that we we're talking about? Oh my god, yes! That would be. I love horror so much. Um, I don't know. Hit me up. You and I are both in California. You and I have a better like time difference than me and mm-hmm. CJ, and we do this on a weekly basis. So you and I have no excuse. Nope. That we do. We have no excuse. So like, hit me up. I am. I'll be done with the roadshow stuff. Uh, February twenty sixth is my last show. Okay, Great. so you're gonna you're gonna be in New Orleans for the finale of this thing. Then, awesome. All right. So that well, you and I could spend a couple hours talking about why CJ's wrong about Halloween. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. <laughs> anyway, Jamie, look. I love Halloween. You know I love Halloween. <laughs> and I thought it was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen. So. Oh, it was terrible. (laughs) Um, But that's okay. Listen, Jamie, all joking aside, we love you to death. You're one of the most genuinely sincere people I think we've met through this whole process. And we've met a lot of really cool people. So um, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. You're welcome back anytime you want. Um, Just let us know when you want to join us. We're doing a, we're actually, I will throw out an invitation on air. We're doing an Oscars. We watch the Oscars live and we commentate it and we have guests that rotate throughout the whole night. So. Okay. I want to say one thing then. I am watching all the Oscar movies this week, weekend. Hopefully by the end of the week, I'll have them watch. When are the actual Oscars on? February 9th. God damn it! I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in uh, Boston. Well, you'll be in my time zone. Just take a quick puddle jumper down to Philadelphia. You can come over. We'll have a drink. We'll do the episode. It'll be fantastic. Um. Anyway, no, but 
that aside, whether you can join us for that one or not, you are welcome anytime. Feel free to reach out. If there's anything we can do to help you out, you let us know and we're on board. So, Okay. Thank you so much, CJ and Rico. And Rico, it was so lovely meeting you or talking to you for the first time. It was very nice. I, I appreciate all the kind things you guys say. And you guys rock. And I think what you're doing is very cool. And if Kevin hasn't heard, heard of you guys by now i would be very very surprised well that's that's now becoming the joke where it's just like <laughs> i that's what i'm saying is i'm pretty sure he's aware of us but it's like fuck these kids they took my name they took a skew <laughs> fuck them you know i'm just you know he's like people think i'm so fucking nice but fuck them cj here with a few thank yous and to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to rate and comment. Podesky is a member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Visit their website, bigheadsmedia.com, and follow them on Twitter, at Big Heads Media. If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podesky, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for our work via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons, all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Fuck. Oh, you see that guy over there? For 25 years, we've been coming here every night and putting gum in the locks. Damn it! Thank you.